From Audio Boom comes Covert, a new podcast that delves into the murky world of spies, soldiers, and top secret military operations. I'm Jamie Rennell, and together we'll discover the real stories of history's greatest classified missions, told by the operatives, soldiers, and journalists who experienced it firsthand. Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First. Deeply distressing material I'm going to deal with today. My name's Alex First. The movie Land of Mine, 101 minutes. It deals with an aspect of the Second World War that I hadn't seen covered before, specifically the treatment of many young German soldiers by the Danes immediately post-war. The Danes used them to defuse the millions of landmines the Nazis had planted, and for the most part, they were totally ill-equipped to handle that task. As you can imagine, the results were catastrophic. Mind you, that's not to excuse what the Nazis had done by burying them in harm's way in the first instance. That was dastardly. And that, of course, is the whole point of this film. Inspired by real events, Land of Mine takes place in the days following the surrender of Nazi Germany in May 1945. German prisoners of war held in Denmark were put to work by the Allied forces. With minimal or no training in defusing explosives, they were sent to remove in excess of 2 million German landmines from the Danish west coast. During this process, more than half of them were killed or severely wounded. Danish writer and director Martin Zansvliet sheds light on this historical tragedy as the entry point to a story that involves love, hate, revenge and reconciliation. Scornful of the Germans for their five-year occupation of his country and with the intent of punishing what's left of the Nazi regime, a bullish Sergeant Karl Rasmussen, played by Roland Muller, marches his squad out onto the sand dunes each day. These young German POWs, names like Sebastian, Helmut, Ludwig, twins Ernst and Werner, and Wilhelm, among others, have confusion, fear, and defeat in their eyes. Their seemingly endless task quickly becomes carnage, and even Rasmussen grows conflicted in his feelings and intent towards his young charges. The Geneva Convention of 1929 forbids forcing prisoners of war to carry out hard labour or dangerous work. However, there's evidence of British and Danish commands deliberately changing the wording of the text from prisoners of war to voluntarily surrendering enemy personnel in order to sidestep the rules of this convention. Many of the German soldiers ordered to defuse the mines along the Danish coastline were merely boys, only 15 to 18 years of age, the youngest of them 13. To this day, the events surrounding the demining of the Danish beaches are considered taboo in modern Danish history. The five-month process, the work actually began in May 1945, completed in October that year, claimed more human lives than the entire length of German occupation in Denmark. The idea of using German POWs to carry out the dangerous task came from British command. It was carried out with no objections from the Danish administration. The Danish brigade was in charge of supervising and handling this operation. 
the exact number of losses will probably never be known because of the chaos of the first months of peace. There are discrepancies between the Danish and the German records, but some 2,600 were forced to work and half of them were killed or injured. There was no proper accommodation provided. Food was constantly scarce. Zandvliet wanted to tell a story based upon historical subject matter that's rather shameful for Denmark. Most historians have so far avoided the subject, perhaps understandably so. He wasn't assigning blame or pointing fingers, rather making a film that did not look at the Germans as monsters. Zandvliet says, while it's the story of a military truck filled with young German boys who were sacrificed in the aftermath of the Second World War, in the end, it's really just a movie about humans. It takes you on a journey from hate to forgiveness. My intention was to create a relevant story and let the audience experience the power of fear, hope, dreams, friendships, and the struggle for survival through this handful of characters. Zandvliet worked with his wife, cinematographer Camilla Helm Knudsen, who shot this movie. They were heavily influenced by the look of films for the 1960s. Zandvliet says he cast boys for all the roles. No one knew which one they were selected for. He chose those he felt were the most natural, without an actor's look. Now, they say that a great drama largely depends on the magnitude of the bad guy. As far as the director is concerned, it's therefore the man who forces them to their deaths who's the true representative of this film and of the hate. And the quote goes like this. Along with the boys, we therefore follow their keeper, the Sergeant Carl, who's compelling in his first starring role, I might add. For Carl, the monsters transform into human beings. What a matchup! And what a team, Mike. Metro PCS and the iPhone SE for $0 on a network that covers 99% of people in the U.S. Oh, impressive. Play with the best. Switch to Metro PCS and get a 32-gig iPhone SE for $0. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Claim based on talking tax. Not valid for active numbers currently on our T-Mobile network or active on Metro PCS in the past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. You're listening to Movies First. For more, like us on Facebook and Land follow us on Twitter. Land of film where you dare not actually look. You actually peer through your fingers, which is what I did. For fear somebody's life and limbs will be torn asunder at any point. It deals with the metamorphosis of this sergeant. How the young prisoners that come under his command handle their onerous task. Their master starts out by hating anything and anyone German. And gradually grudgingly at first, gains respect for the horrendous job they have no choice but to carry out. The images are stark and affecting. The movie mighty powerful as a result. This is a picture that is understandably not for the faint-hearted. It says there are no winners, one hell of a lot of losers from the horrors, the atrocities of war. It was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film at this year's Oscars. Land of Mine is a movie that should be seen if you can stomach what it's dealing with. Scoring eight to eight and a half out of 10. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. 
Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.